I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to The Diary. I'm Scott Johnson. Well, we're back, everybody. Uh, Went a day without me. Sorry about that. Kim was packing. She had to get out of here and go to the funeral for all this stuff. I don't want to get into again, but we've talked about it here. That's finally happening. So on Saturday, I guess, is the day. But she's the only flights they could get where they're going is today. Which is okay, because they can spend a couple of days helping her sister and, you know, just dealing with that stuff, and then the funeral will be Saturday. So, uh, me and Carter holding down the fort all um, all weekend. I don't know what happened here. I'm I got a okay. Before I get into anything else, I got a mystery dog issue, and I'm annoyed. So, there's a whole story behind this. But today, I come downstairs to the studio to get going on TMS to get the morning stream rolling, and I came down here just like normal. Walked in, all's good. Fired everything up, and um, both ISPs that I have here are being really weird. Intermittent at best, completely off at worst. It just sort of is all over the map. So I was able to get a stream up for a little bit, and then it crapped out, and then it came up, and then it went away again. Right now, I don't know what the status is. I think I have sort of a trickle upload download kind of going on. Um, And supposedly, this is a a construction issue. Um, I live in an area where... Fellow Utahns maybe have heard of it, but uh, I live in an area called Daybreak, which is rapidly growing fast, like really fast. And uh, as a result, they're constantly digging holes everywhere. And um, it's looking like this was another one of those messes. Somebody backhoed into a thing, and which is probably why both ISPs are struggling or having issues because they probably cut into something that's like a, I forget the name. There's a word for this where even competing services have to use the same, well, they all use the same backbone, right? But they, they even, even in the last mile kind of situation here, they have to use some shared resources. So I don't know. makes me wonder why I pay for two ISPs. If, if this sort of thing can just take them both out, I can't really do a third. Anyway, I'm really annoyed. Uh, so not a huge deal. We push the show a day. We'll do it tomorrow on Friday, which we normally don't do shows on Friday, but we'll do one tomorrow. And um, it'll all be okay. Hopefully, the core is, is safe tonight. Uh, worked out by then. I'll, I'll figure something out by then if, if I have to. 
if I have to do an audio only thing with just me and the guys and no stream, I'll do it. I don't know. I hate this stuff. I freaking hate it. Anyway, that's not the part of the story that I wanted to get to. So I come down here to do all that. I'm down here working on it. And I'm like, well, I better go upstairs and reset routers the third time just to kind of see what's going on. One of the routers is upstairs. One is downstairs. And um, I head out the door to do that. And I look down and I nearly step into what appears to me to be fresh three or four freaking dog loafs that were left right in front of my door. Now, I can't say for 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure when I came down here originally, those weren't there. Okay. And there are three dogs in this house now. And these didn't look like Ripley's because Ripley's too big. She's a Weimariner full grown, you know, she, she, she makes furniture, not poops. <laughs> she, she, you'll know when she's dropped something where she shouldn't. Uh, Rainer, who's, you know, mainly my dog. She's been here since 2015. She's a small dog. Could be her, but it didn't look like her brand. If you know what I don't want to get into details here, but it didn't look like her usual. So it did look a lot like the puppy, Moira, the little freaking rat turd that Kim got recently. She's cute and sweet and all that, but she, she's still, you know, she's a puppy. Pretty sure these are hers. Now, here's the thing. She's never been in the basement anywhere near my studio or in the basement at all. We don't let her down here. And Kim was just leaving with her brother to go to the airport when this would have happened. And Carter put the dogs all in their kennels before she went and started working. She works from home. And I don't know when this mystery dump happened. And I'm so annoyed because I don't know who to blame or which dog to blame or anything. I'm just going to have to take care of it. And right now there's stuff on the carpet that's soaking there to make sure I can then scrub out any residual, you know. I don't want to get too much detail here. That's not what this show's about. But damn it, freaking... Like I need this to deal with today. That's not today's subject, though. Um, I want to get to some emails because you guys have been awesome with the resurgence of the show and then your feedback. Uh, I'm loving it. So please keep these coming. To If you've already emailed me in the past, just use whatever you've always used. But if you don't know address to use, just use scott.internet at gmail.com. Scott.internet at gmail.com. Like Sven Oldenburg. Great name. Uh, sent this email. It says, hey, Scott, I loved your take on the new dragon show on HBO. I totally forgot the name. It's House, House of the Dragon. That's what it's called. It says, you don't really touch on the violence in your comments. How does that compare to the old show? Um, thus far, I don't know. I guess it's consistent. Um, it's not, it doesn't strike me as overly violent, but it's had a few moments. Uh, for those who are watching, Sir Kristen did a pretty gnarly job on this guy at a party uh, to his head. That's all I'll say about that. There's been a couple other things. But I, I don't know. I don't find it excessively gory. Maybe I'm desensitized to it, but it just it's it seems kind of par for the course. It's definitely not a lot less, but I don't think it's more than Game of Thrones was. He goes on to say, I'm sticking with Rings of Power for now. It's good, but I'll dance with the dragons when I'm all done with the season. See, you're just doing the opposite of me. I'm 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 week to weeking uh House of the Dragon and then piling up on Rings of Power, which I will watch, which I will binge with Kim when we're done. Anyway, I love that the diary's back. Take care and keep up the good work, Sven. Well, thanks, man. Um I also love that it's back. It's been 
this may sound weird because the whole reason I started it way, 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 way back in 06 or whatever it was, was a way for me to just talk through stuff and, you know, kind of a cathartic, almost self therapy kind of approach to topics and issues and whatever. And, um, I don't know why I kind of lost track of that or that reasoning behind it, but getting back to that and discussing stuff like this again has been very good for me, especially in the last couple of weeks that have been very odd around here. So, um, so thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we got one from Brian Belmore. This is about the little mermaid conversation we had. The little mermaid is a, of Danish origins, says Brian. It involves white myths and folklore from white cultures. Hollywood, unfortunately, only sees legitimacy in historically white characters. Therefore, they choose to race swap, which is lazy, lacks the respect for black people and culture, and is just weak creatively. They should instead be creating new stories and characters using existing myths and folklore from black cultures. There is a deep well of untapped source material that Hollywood could pull from, but they refuse. Thanks, Brian. Um, yeah, I, I tend to get, I, I, I go, I get where you're coming from and I do wish they would delve deeper into, um, cool culture, culture from, uh, from, from black history, uh, histories and cultures. Like I wish they would pull from that, that well as well. Um, and they do occasionally, uh, this, this new movie about the, uh, women warriors in Africa, I forgot the name of it. Shoot, I forgot the name. I do want to see that though, pretty bad. But I've heard a lot of crap. I heard a lot of a holes talking about that movie. And there's a movie that is 100% steeped in black culture. So I, 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 I'm with you, Brian. But I'm, my problem isn't with you or reasonable takes like this or somewhat reasonable takes like this. I'm my problem is with people who just it doesn't matter. They're pissed either way. There were I remember people people being incredibly racist about Black Panther being announced back in the day um, and felt like it was, this is just Hollywood trying to appease the, the the woke cultures by making a whole show about a bunch of black people. It's like, no, that's, that's just full on, you know, you're in the racist end of the pool over there. So I understand what you're saying. Is Hollywood lazy? I don't think they're lazy. I think they're going for where the money is. I mean, this is one of the things that I agree with people on this issue, which is, you know, I, as a person, see it as inclusive to take a fairy tale about fake stuff and change races around. Who cares? I just don't care. I don't know why it's a problem, as I've stated before. So you and I sort of disagree there. But at their level, at the who's making decisions in Hollywood level, I do think a lot of this is motivated by where they think they're going to make the most money. Just like in the, let's say, the 50s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, their money was in not including black people in their content. I speak specifically of Disney, but anybody works for this, right? Television then. The vast majority of content in those eras omitted black people entirely as if they didn't exist. Uh, why? Well, that was the, that's the appetite we had then, I guess, unfortunately. And because of that, the money, that's where the money lay. And, and you would lose money to do otherwise. We now live in, a, in an era where they actually make money because of some of this inclusion. So I'm, I'm of two minds of it. And I think it's actually possible to be, to both things can be true that representation matters. 
and that these little girls seeing this trailer getting excited because Ariel looks like them is is a genuine reaction and is worthy of praise. And I think that's great. But I think it's also possible that executives are milking this and using it to their advantage. I think both those things are true at the same time. And I'm with you that they should, I would love new stories, new myths. Uh, that would be great. Or existing myths uh, steeped in those, in, in the lore of those cultures. That would be awesome. And I think they are deep wells. And I think when it makes sense for them in terms of their money-making potential, we'll see more and more of it. But unfortunately, that is kind of who you wait for when it comes to this stuff, right? Um, I don't think this idea that the that Ariel being... Um, portrayed by a black actor uh, lacks respect for black people and culture. I, I don't hear that for, from black people and their culture though. I'm only hearing that from white people. <laughs> this, this weird thing that this is somehow that you're offended for them is a very odd take. Cause uh, I have a fair amount of black listeners. I would love to hear from some of them. What do you, what do you guys think? Uh, I don't, I don't think we're in the right position to say how they feel. I think they probably should say how they feel. Anyway, thanks for the email, uh, Brian. I appreciate it. Uh, we got a follow-up from Larry David about the Ghostbusters and the remake that featured the all-lady cast. says, yo, Scott, I totally... And this is... Uh, it's a follow-up to... I think he... It was his other email that we last spoke about. And again, not Larry David, the comedian. <laughs> Larry David, uh, the dude. says, yo, Scott, totally agree uh, that Ghostbusters 2 is trash and I believe if someone told me that uh, sorry and I and believe if someone told me the female version is better than 2 um, or would believe it if so, the sentence is a little busted uh, yeah no the female one is better than 2 the, the all girl cast Ghostbusters is a bad movie guess what's worse Ghostbusters 2 like by a lot anyway I mean again my opinion it's not everyone's going to share it I was 10 when part two came out and I knew it was bad then I was 18 or something. And yeah, I knew it was bad. Only thing I like uh, was that they used an NES advantage controller to control the statue of Liberty. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And you're probably right. He says it's not the studios uh, who are putting out official press releases, blaming sexism. It's mainly blogs and whatnot. I simply just did a search of female Ghostbusters sexism and the results are full of what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you ever want to see who's actually saying these things, at the end of the day, bloggers, YouTubers, podcasters. I mean, even if the studios mean to say these things, they don't have to. They let others say it for them. I don't want to put words in their mouth, but, you know, if that is your if if the studio's stance was no one liked this movie because of sexism, they may not say it out overtly. They may be happy to let other sources say it, but I actually don't know that. And I'm not conspiratorial, so I'm not going to jump to any. Uh, any conclusions there. Uh Larry finishes up by saying, all right, love you, buddy. Take care. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, Larry. I love you too, man. Thanks for the, thanks for the follow-up. Uh, here's one from Tracy Schaefer. Boy, you guys really want to talk about The Little Mermaid here. Uh, Tracy says, hey, Scott, even before I started listening to Fins and Feet, uh, I was in agreement with you that it doesn't matter who plays the part as long as they do it well. For Fins and Feet was the episode that I that I made. For the fun of debate, I was trying to come up with a reason why it didn't why it did matter. Uh, but you explain why it doesn't matter so well. I had nothing. I found your explanation on why having a different race actor play MLK was wrong, very enlightening. And you explained it very simply. I agree with you on James Bond. Anybody can play him, man or woman. 
but they have to have bad teeth <laughs> and they need to appear British. Uh, bad jokes aside, thanks for taking the time to work through your thoughts and sharing. Best episode of the diary so far, Tracy Schaefer. Well, thanks, Tracy. I appreciate that. Um, some, you know, others have popped in with this whole like historical versus mythology, uh, mythology sort of take. Uh, and a bunch of you agree with me, but I don't know. I've heard some interesting points, which is I'm always happy to air here on the show. Let's see what else we run into here. Um, oh, that's too long. I want to read this one from Wraithwind, but this is so long. Oh, he even apologized at the beginning for it being so long. Okay. I will, you know what? That one may get its own show. We'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, let's see. We got one here from Jason Robbins, good friend of the program, longtime frog, frog panther, and a good guy, podcaster in his own right. Jason wrote in about AI voice replacement. We talked about James Earl Jones retiring his Vader voice and it now being the property of Lucasfilm slash uh, the, the sound company or the voice conversion company name whose name I forgot. And he says, it says, I want to weigh in on that discussion. While I think the technology is pretty cool, speaking as an actor, and he is, he's been in some film stuff, there is more to acting than just saying the lines. Actors make choices when it comes to line readings, and AI voicing removes that choice. Yes, the director can make the AI voice say exactly what they want to say the way they want to say it, but I fear it's going to come across as lifeless. Um, let me stop there for a second. I agree to a degree. However... Agree to a to a degree should be a podcast name, don't you think? That's a good. Actually, might be today's title. Agree to a agree to an agree. Uh, I mean, I can't even say it now. Agree to a degree. All right, that's today's title. Congratulations, there, Jason. But anyways, is <laughs> uh, yeah, like let's say you're filming Heat, okay, and Al uh, Al Pacino says something in the moment that, or he inflects something in a moment that Michael Mann, director and writer didn't know was coming. And he hears it and goes, Oh, that is so much better than what's on the page. We're absolutely keeping his version of it that I'm sure this happens all the time, especially with brilliant actors who, you know, are sort of known for this stuff. I'm making this one up. I don't actually know if this one's true, but there, this is just for example's sake. Uh, you're right. You will lose that. 100% you'll lose that. And that, I think, is not worth losing. So I'm, I'm with you here. Um, what I am going to say about the AI stuff, the technology has come to a point where the director can get any inflection, any emphasis, any alternate reading he wants out of AI scripted voices. And it's I don't think the lifeless part is actually accurate. We're getting to the point where you're not going to be able to know the difference. And... We're also talking about a situation where you're, the actor is either in a suit uh, and can't see his mouth move, like in Vader's case, or you're talking about animation. Uh, nobody's talking about replacing, maybe correcting here and there, but you know, like they do with overdubbing now, but not you know replacing actors and their dialogue on set. You know, we're talking behind the scenes, or at the least behind the Vader mask in this particular case. So I'm not sure it it totally works, but. You know, think of voiceovers for commercial work, animation, any of that stuff. Uh, even, you know, books like uh, audiobooks. We are getting to the point, if we've not already gotten there, where that lifeless thing is less of a fear. They can make them say it any way they want it with whatever whatever emphasis they want them to. 
to the point that it's going to be very hard for people to know the difference. Video games also are starting to do this. Anyway, um, I agree with all your points. In fact, he goes on to say, uh, a lot of times you're doing VO, you're acting it out physically, and that makes a giant difference. Also, I may send the director four or five different line readings to choose from. With AI, we lose that personality, heart, and emotion that the actor would have to put into the performance. Just my two cents and hope that makes some kind of sense. Thanks, Jason. I agree. I agree you do run that risk. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is there's no, I don't think it's inherently lifeless. I think you're just going to end up with what the director wants or thinks he wants. And he, and he, won't, be, he won't be exposed to that improv that you're hoping for. And I think that is a net loss from a creative standpoint. Absolutely. From a production and speed standpoint, I don't know, man. It's like the whole AI-generated art thing. I could go on for days about that. Maybe I will sometime. You know, as someone who makes half my revenue from the art side of what I do, I have real questions about AI-generated art and a lot of the same kind of concerns about lifelessness and not caring over the artist's vision. But then I saw some stuff yesterday where the guy did AI art and then on stuff he added to it, tweaking it and and changing it and altering it and came out with some really amazing pieces. I think that's also art. I don't know. There's a lot to say here. We'll, we'll hold it for a different day. But congratulations, Jason, for picking today's title and also having a great point. Here's one from Dennis. Uh, this goes back to our Facebook, the value of Facebook whether it's any good or anymore or any good or not anymore. Dennis, I can't read your last name because I don't want to screw it up. S Dennis S says, Hey Scott, uh, don't want to repeat too much, but I wanted to say I love Facebook because it lets me share a bit of my life with my friends and family. Sure. It can be quote unquote fake, but I feel like any of our old school photo albums were the same way. Any feelings of things being forced or fake were present for all those old Polaroids as well. Um, yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it, candids is a different thing, you know, where somebody's just like you, you, I don't know, let's say your parents are in college in the 70s and they pulled out their Polaroid and took a shot of their roommate who wasn't paying attention at the time. So you catch them at a moment where they're not smiling, they're not putting their best angle on, they're not, you know, posing. Um, But that's true of modern stuff too. I think we're just talking about a volume thing, right? Like, that used to be that you had to have a big bulky camera to do that stuff and then put it in the book later and there's a bunch of work involved and blah, blah, blah. But now you have a device in your pocket that takes amazing photos, printable, beautiful, lit, you know, technically amazing photos and doing them in mass without any real loss or cost to you. There's nowhere to, there's no place to take them to get them developed and wait all that time to get them and then realize, oh shoot, these four without a, were out of focus and I thought they were going to be the good ones. Oh well, I guess I'll do it again next month. Like All of those barriers are gone and you can quickly post them somewhere where a whole bunch of people can see them within seconds of you taking that photo. In some cases, people can do that and millions of people will immediately see your photos. It's just a different time. It's so we just can't compare the two eras. It's just not possible. But I think you're right about that, though. But I think it's the volume that makes all this complicated. It makes it seem worse, maybe, than it is, even to me. I'm willing to admit that. Um, 
yeah. So it's a, he goes on to say some other stuff. I'll go ahead and read it. It says, personally, I use Facebook to share photos with friends and family as I almost, as almost a shared scrapbook. It helps me remember the good times and hope when I'm gone, friends can look back at my account and see my happy memories that we shared or my funny jokes I told. You certainly do this on Discord or group email, but I feel like those aren't as open to folks finding them, uh, to finding them, and they could be deleted. Facebook could go away t- uh, as well, but I feel like my ability to find my Facebook account is easier than finding a Discord where I posted pictures uh, to or finding an email that I maybe sent years ago. Thanks for the diary, and I hope to hear more soon. Dennis. Dennis, these are all good points. And I, look, I'm not going to, I'm not besmirching anybody, their enjoyment of any service. Um, that was mostly just about my own gut feeling and I still feel a little bit that way, but it actually, it goes deeper than that. Like we got to talk, we need an episode here where I, uh, I go to town on some issues I have right now that I'm really struggling with from a religious standpoint. And I, I realize not giving you details is going to make your imaginations go places that are probably not about what I want to talk about. Um, but that's part of it. If I'm, if I'm honest, that's part of it because I see people post stuff and I'm like, yeah, I know stuff about you. You're putting on a, you claim to be a thing in public, but there's a whole other thing you're being in private. And, and usually it's, uh, you know, they're, they're, I don't know how to explain this. I'll do a whole episode on it and maybe it'll resonate with a few of you. We'll, we'll talk more. Uh, one final email also about Facebook. Chris Cavanaugh says you asked for feedback about the Facebook perceptions and I have a personal story to relate would prefer. Oh, prefer you don't share it. Sorry. Hey, Chris, I'm not going to share it. I'll leave it. This is just for you and me, bud. Our own personal exchange. Sorry. I didn't read, I didn't read this one before I pulled it up. I'm kind of just winging it today. Um, I will read, I'll read that, but not out loud. He probably freaked out for a second when I said his name, and now he's like whew, relieved because whatever it says, he didn't want me to say. And I won't do that, by the way. If you guys, if you guys tell me, hey, this is just for your eyes only, don't read it on the show. Hundred percent, I will not read it. <laughs> I might get as far as where you say, please don't read this uh, on the air, but like I just did. <laughs> um, but you guys have been sending so many emails, I haven't had a chance to catch up on these. Anyway, I think that'll do it for today. It's a lot of emails, so I'm not going to keep going. Um, maybe tomorrow we'll talk about this issue I've struggled with here lately. It's mostly about, it's mostly hypocrisy, I guess. It's, that's what it's really about. And, uh, it's nothing new. Humanity, uh, has known a great deal of hypocrisy over the, the span of its existence. And, uh, you know, why should I be any different? But, um, well, that's what this show's for. Dump some of these ideas out, mush them around, have people, uh, hear it throw some feedback my way, maybe change my perspective a little. I don't know. I don't know. I never know. Uh, but what I do know is this, I'm going to somehow try to eat well while Kim's gone. That's usually a a rough proposition, but I'm going to do my best. Me and Carter are going to try to, you know, do our best. I got to go pick up some, uh, or I'll finish cleaning up uh, a dog mess and, uh, try to make sense of why the internet sucks. I hope this episode even posts today. It should, it'll just be wonky and slow but I think it'll go up okay. And I'm able to get into like face their Facebook, Twitter and stuff. So I'll be, I'll be able to post it, I think. 
Anyway, you guys uh, hanging out and listening to me means a lot. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what this show is and brings, uh, I'd love it if you hopped over to patreon.com slash films. Or sorry, I keep there is a film site Patreon. That's not the one I want. Patreon.com slash frog pants. See, there's an F. It threw me off. Uh, the Frog Pants Patreon just kind of umbrella covers all the little things I do, um, including the show. And it's a monthly, so it's not like every week you're paying or every episode or something. It's just, you know, like a dollar a month, a couple of bucks a month, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, that would be great. I would love it if you could throw some support my way. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you all for listening. Go take care of your dogs. And we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.